Harvest New Beginnings Church is located in Oswego, Illinois. Our mission is to make disciples who are radically devoted to Christ, having both a deep love for God and a sincere love for people. This message is brought to you by Pastor Scott Poling. Warning signs, warning labels, caution, beware. It's just about everywhere nowadays, even on things that seem obvious, like cups of coffee. I'm hot, really. I wouldn't have known that. Um, on chainsaws, danger, do not hold the wrong end of a chainsaw. <laughs> just in case, people, just in case. Uh, how about this one on washers? High, speeds, high spin speeds, do not put any person in this washer. And uh, you may say, seriously? Well, it's on clothing, especially if it's a child's uh, size three to four. Remove child before washing, <laughs> okay? So just in case, all right? Um, warnings, dangers, caution signs, many things, many places. Unfortunately, they don't come on people. And sometimes they should. Especially when it comes to dealing with foolish people in our lives. And we've been learning how to foolproof our lives. How to handle fools when we come across them. But also how not to be a fool. And it's amazing, the more I study these passages, the more I'm humbled as I realize that at times I'm more of a fool than I would like to admit. And I believe that we all are. And so God is teaching me and God is teaching us, not only to how to handle people, but how not to be a fool as well. So I, I want you to join me as, as we continue this journey through the wisdom literature of Scripture. And last week we identified... We learned how to identify a fool, and, and this week, we're going to see the dangers of a fool. And the wisdom literature of Scripture, primarily the Proverbs of God's Word, are going to be those warnings, those caution signs, that Scripture. So, follow along as we learn why fools are dangerous. And this is the first thing we realize. Why are fools dangerous? Number one, their actions are unpredictable. Say that with me. Their actions are unpredictable. Proverbs 17, 12. Let a man meet a bear robbed of her cubs rather than a fool in his folly. You come across a mama bear with her babies and she's deadly and she's dangerous. And, and honestly, she's so highly aggressive. She doesn't care that you were only happen to be hiking on the same trail. She's not going to ask. And she doesn't care that you just wanted a selfie with her babies. Okay, and, and she doesn't ask if you're an enemy. She assumes that you are. But I want you to understand, the verse doesn't say a mama with her cubs. It says a mama that has been robbed of her cubs. In other words, this takes it to an entirely new level. This is an unreasoning beast, untamed, angry, and emotional, letting loose on everyone and anyone that she comes in contact with. She, she is all instinct, tearing into everybody, tearing into anything, and she is reacting. She is not thinking. That's a fool. But worse than a bear robbed of her cubs. Fools are mindless. They're untamed. They are out of control. They are filled with anger and filled with emotion. And they rip into anyone they encounter on the trail of life. They are reckless and thoughtless and careless and unreasoning. 
They don't care if you didn't do anything or if you didn't mean anything or if you didn't say anything. A fool is on full-on attack mode. And it says here, it's a fool in his folly. Folly is madness. It's the recklessness of life. Danger areas without self-control. So you run into a fool and he or she is in the folly of their greed. There's no thought. They just spend and spend and spend and spend and they destroy a marriage and they destroy a business and they destroy a home because they're a fool in their folly. Or they're in the folly of drunkenness and all that comes with drunkenness. Proverbs 21, wine is a mocker. Strong drink, a brawler. And whoever is intoxicated by it is not wise. So you run into this fool and you come home to a fool in his drunken stupor. You run into a fool at a restaurant and they're, they're drunk. Or you run into a fool and they're driving on the road. It's a fool in their folly and they're so dangerous. Maybe it's the fool in his folly that is uncontrolled anger. And they're verbally abusive and physically abusive and maybe, again, driving and there's road rage involved. See, fools are unpredictable. They'll turn on you in a moment's notice. No warning, no time for preparation. They just snap. What do you do when you come across a fool? What do you do when you come across a mama bear with her cubs? Many years ago, I was hiking in Glacier National Park, right down a trail, and a mama bear was on one side of the trail, and the cute little cubbies were on the other side of the trail. I was not about to take a selfie, people. You slowly back away, carefully, cautiously, and you backtrack and go the other way. That's what you do when you meet a fool. Why are fools so dangerous? Their their actions are unpredictable. Secondly, their influence is harmful. Say that with me. Their influence is harmful. Do not make friends with fools. Say that with me. Do not make friends with fools. Proverbs 13, 20. He who walks with wise men will be wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. So, If I walk with wise people and you walk with wise people, we will become wise people. Wisdom will rub off on us as as we listen to how they speak, a wise person. As we listen to the advice they give. As we watch and observe how a wise person lives their life, we will learn wisdom. And as we watch them and the choices they make in life and the wise choices, we will also learn how to make wise choices. We will pick up from the people we hang around with and, and, and we will pick up good godly habits from wise people and purity of life and purity of speech and how to make wise choices. Do life with the wise, make friends of the wise, and you and I will become wise. On the other hand, what do we pick up when we hang around with fools? Well, consider this English proverb. He that lies down with dogs shall rise up with fleas. That's what you will pick up, the fleas of foolishness. 
There's a lot of foolish dogs, so to speak, in this life, full of foolish fleas. A lot of foolish people living foolish lives with foolish habits. And they would just love to share their fleas with you. They would love for you to pick up the foolishness that they partake in. And if you're here today and you've picked up some of those fleas of foolishness, it's not only time for a bath, it's time for new friends. It's time that you find wise people to befriend and hang around with. It was Knox who said, fool he ends, that fool befriends. So you don't want to get stuck with the, with the wrong friends. 1973, there was a song that was number six on the billboard. Clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right, and here I am stuck in the middle with you. Say that to the person next to you. <laughs> Clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right, and here I am stuck in the middle. Of you. What do you do? You get unstuck. Because if you don't, with Steve Marabelli who said, if you surround yourself with clowns, don't be surprised when your life resembles a circus. Be careful. See, fools bring harm. Proverbs 13, 20 again. The companion of fools will suffer harm. So it's not just their habits and their actions, but the consequences that will come to you because of hanging around with fools. And, and it says here, the companion of fools will suffer harm. Harm means hurt. You are going to be hurt. It literally means brokenness or suffering moral ruin. I've done many a run through the woods and I've seen many a rotten tree that had fallen down. And when it fell, it took the trees out around it. I want you to understand your proximity to rotten people is dangerous. Their roots are not righteous. They are rotten. They are morally unstable and they will take you down. And this is the good thing where we differ from a tree. We don't need to remain where they are planted. You can uproot yourself and find a grove of the godly and sink your roots there and bear fruit there. Before that rotten tree takes you down. You may say, oh, I'll be fine, Pastor Scott. I can handle fools in my life. Don't be deceived. 1 Corinthians 15.33, would you read this with me? Do not be deceived. Bad company corrupts good morals. There are many people in this world that are deceived. They think no, no harm's going to come. People aren't negatively going to influence my life. You know, you know I, I, I'm above their corrupting influence. I, I'll be fine. Do not be deceived. Bad company corrupts good morals. Old saying, one bad apple spoils the whole barrel. Ever wonder why? How does that happen? And is it true? It is true. One overly ripe apple gives off more ethylene gas, and an overconcentration of the gas speeds the ripening process of the other apples. So, stay away from gaseous people. No, stay away from foolish people. Stay away from foolish people. You know, this was Paul's warning to Christians 
in the church at Corinth who thought, oh, these people living like fools, these people living in sin, we'll just show them grace, it'll be okay, and God is all for grace, but you better be careful. 1 Corinthians 5, 9, this was the Apostle Paul's exhortation to Christians, you and me, in churches. I wrote you in my letter not to associate with immoral people. I did not mean, not at all mean, with immoral people of this world. Or with the covetous or swindlers or idolaters. For then you'd have to go out of the world. But actually I wrote to you not to associate with any so-called brother. Any so-called Christian. If he is an immoral person, he's living in sexual sin, unrepentant, doesn't care. Covetous, idolater, a reviler, drunkard, swindler, not even to what? Not even to eat with such a one. Separate from fools and their foolishness. Why? Because if you do not separate from a fool and his foolishness, you give off false approval to their lifestyle. You tell them it's okay to live in sexual immorality. You tell them it's okay to steal. You're telling them it's okay. To to be covetous, to to be a drunkard, to, to be a thief. It's okay. So you give a false approval to their life. You also confuse people. You're confusing other Christians. And not only that, you are corrupting your good morals. Do not be deceived. Bad company corrupts good morals. So separate from fools and their foolishness. Yes, love on them. Yes, pray for them. But tell them what they are doing is wrong. And do not give approval to it. Do not give approval to it. And please stop worrying about what other people think. When it it comes to your friends, especially, listen, young people, Stop worrying what people think and stop trying to fit in. Stop trying to, try, stop trying to, to be cool. You know the song, and she said, I wish that I could be like the cool kids because all the cool kids, they seem to fit in. I wish that I, I'm definitely not cool, obviously, okay? <laughs> Old song, 2013, if you're a little younger, you'll know this song. Listen, if the cool kids are foolish kids, don't bother being a cool kid. Because bad company corrupts what? Good morals. Why are fools dangerous? Their actions are unpredictable. Their influence is harmful. Here's one. Their service is dreadful. Say that with me. Their service is dreadful. So let's talk work environment. Let's talk employers and employees now dealing with fools. Proverbs 26.6. He cuts off his own feet and drinks violence who sends a message by the hand of a fool. In other words, you give a fool a job and you give yourself problems. You give a fool a job and you have given yourself problems. He says here, it's like cutting off your own feet. You cripple yourself. You amputate any forward progress. You weaken your business. You hold up a project. When you involve a fool in the project, you can't depend on a fool. You've got to choose the right person for the right job. You who have businesses, listen carefully. You need to exercise discernment. 
You need to recognize a person's giftedness or talents or abilities or knowledge or lack thereof. I just want to tell you, you don't give me a hammer or a saw or a screwdriver. I'm a demo kind of guy. Okay, I mean this. I I am nothing but problems if you need me to build something. I'm not going to be able to do it. Okay? You have to recognize what someone is good at and what someone is not good at. And sometimes you have people who think they're really good at something. And guess what? They're not. They're not. They, they They don't have a clue. Okay? You need to know where someone's talents are and someone's gifts are. And utilize them in that area. And don't be a softy. Well, they really just mean so well. But what are you doing? You're cutting off your own feet. You're drinking violence. Don't be a fool by hiring a fool or putting the wrong person in a position where they shouldn't be. And he says this. They, they not only cut off their feet, they drink violence. You know what that means? Prepare for trouble. When you utilize a fool. Prepare for trouble. You're going to make more problems for yourself and your organization and major headaches are coming your way because a fool will mess up the message. He will make a mess out of the message. Proverbs 26.6, he cuts off his own feet, drinks violence, who sends a message by the hand of a fool. The message may never arrive. The message may arrive late. They forgot all about it. Or they procrastinated. The message may be inaccurately given. They gave the wrong message. The message may have come with a wrong attitude. They gave the message, but they didn't give it the way it was supposed to be given. You're going to drink violence. Because now all of a sudden, you're dealing with hurt relationships, and people are upset at you, and you're losing clients, and now you're doing damage control because you had a fool do something you should have never had a fool do. Or you had somebody do something who was not gifted to do it. And you were not strong enough to back away and say, that person is not the right person for this job, and we are not going to utilize that person, and I don't care what anybody else says. We're going to do this the right way. And they'll need to get over their hurt feelings before we hurt everybody's feelings and we lose business. you got to send the right person to do the right job. And what you may need to do is you may need to coach people. You may need to communicate clearly what you want said, how you want it said with the details, why you want it communicated this way, the importance of it because they need to hear your heart so that it's very clear. See, you've got to think, and I've got to think, how could this be interpreted? Could this be taken personally? Am I going through the proper channels, or am I undermining authority? Fools don't think about the way people could perceive something. You've got to think ahead. How could this be taken? Could this be taken wrong? Is this exactly what I want to say? What else needs to be followed up with? And I said it last week, and I'll say it again. Don't text message people important things. If it's a very serious conversation, it could be volatile. It could be taken the wrong way. 
And I would say don't even email them. They need to hear your voice inflections and understand exactly what you're saying. And if you can't talk to them on the phone, make an appointment to go see them or have them come in and see you. That face-to-face is so important. A fool will make a mess out of a message. You don't hire a fool. You fire a fool. Proverbs 26, 10. Like an archer who wounds everyone. Don't you want to go hunting with a guy like that? So is he who hires a fool or who hires those who pass by. No one wants to be around a fool with a weapon. An archer wounding everyone, meaning there's no aim. He's just shooting at random. He's just letting arrows fly. Fools are careless people. They are careless with people. They are careless with money. They are careless with jobs. They're careless with the the way a job needs to be done. Ah, it doesn't matter. They're careless with the timing of when a job needs to be done. It doesn't matter. They're careless with the details that were clearly lined out how a job needed to be done. Listen carefully. I, I don't care what your job is. Do it right and do it right the first time. I don't care what you do for a living. Do it right. And do it right the first time. People are counting on you. Don't be a fool. Your boss is counting on you. Don't be a fool. Your clients are counting on you. Don't be a fool. God is counting on you. Ephesians 6, 7, when it comes to employers and employee relationships, not by way of eye service as men pleasers, but as slaves of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart. Listen to this. With good will, render service as to the Lord. With good will, render your work, your service, your job as to who? As to the Lord and not to men. There's another verse in Colossians chapter 3, 23. Whatever you do, do your work heartily as for the Lord. So do your work and do it with your heart. Whatever you do in in life, whatever your job is tomorrow morning when you go into work, you do it with all your heart. Why? Because you work as unto the Lord. Knowing that it's from the Lord you will receive the reward of an inheritance. It is the Lord Christ whom you serve. Do it right. And do it right the first time. Don't hire fools. Don't hire them. Do your homework. Do background checks. Call the references on their resume. Don't hire a fool. You fire fools. You sit down with them first. You talk to them about how to do it. You got to write them up. You write them up. But if they will not be trained... And they are pig-headed and have to have it their way. And they won't listen. Then let them go. Let them go. And the sooner the better. How many times are they going to cut off your feet? How many times are they going to cause you to drink violence? Now listen carefully. That doesn't mean everyone who has ever been fired is a fool. Not at all. 
There's different circumstances and downsizing due to budget cuts and relocating of businesses. And sometimes the employers are the fools, not the employees. We know that too. But the context here is the fool as the employer, as the employee. So you don't hire fools. Now look at Proverbs 26.10 again. So is he who hires a fool or who hires those who just pass by. You don't hire people on a whim. You don't hire people at random. You got to know their history and you need to check their resume and you need to call their references and you've got to stop thinking with your heart and start thinking with your head. Stop being such a softy. Well, they sounded so nice. They seem sincere and I really wanted to help them out and they really need a job. They're going to cut your feet off. You're going to drink violence. Do your homework. Check their references. Follow up on them. And please don't be pressured into having to hire someone. That's like me. If I go to a car dealership and I feel pressured, goodbye. I don't hang around. I'm not there to be pressured. Don't be pressured into hiring people either. Why are fools dangerous? Their actions are unpredictable. Their influence is harmful. Their service is dreadful. Why are fools dangerous? Their honor is irrational. Say that with me. Their honor is irrational. What does that mean? It means don't honor a fool. Don't give honor to a fool. Proverbs 26.1. Like snow in summer or April. And like rain in harvest... So honor is not fitting for a fool. Now, he's taking us into the agrarian society. He's talking harvesting and farming and crops, okay? He's like saying, it's like snow in summer. It's just out of season. And and it doesn't fit. And it doesn't help. It can actually harm the crops. It's kind of like frost, you you know, to to an orange grove in Florida. It, It can be disastrous, and then he says it's like rain in harvest. It's like the end of the season. And, and, and what does rain in harvest? It just rains and it rains and it rains and it rains. And, and, and it sets the harvest back. And it interrupts the work. And it hurts the quality and the yield of the crop. It can actually ruin the crops because of mildew setting in and insects getting in. He's saying, listen, honoring a fool is like snow out of season. And like rain and harvest, it doesn't fit. It's not helpful. It's actually harmful. You don't honor a dishonorable person. You don't give them a position they don't deserve. You don't present them with an award they didn't earn. You don't pay them a bonus or a raise when someone else deserved it. What does honoring a fool do? It convinces the fool that his foolishness is a good thing. And then it does him a disservice because he's never going to grow in wisdom. What does honoring a fool do? It undermines our own credibility and respect before the other employees. Everyone else knows this guy's a fool and you've just honored him. And what else does it do? It hurts the morale of the team and those in the organization. We don't treat everybody in the organization exactly the same and give everybody the exact same pay. Listen, you award the people who go above and beyond. 
and, and you do away with the people who are fools. You don't honor fools. Scripture's very clear on this. Well, who do you honor? You give honor to whom honor is due. Romans 13, 7. Render to all what is due them. Honor to whom honor. So we have a command by God twofold. You do not honor the dishonorable. And you make sure you honor those who are honorable. So if you have people in in your place of work, and you're a boss or a manager and you're over people, and you have people that are honorable people, you need to honor them. Do not honor the fool. Honor those to whom honor is due. So you don't honor a fool. And and next we see it's senseless to honor a fool. Look at Proverbs 26.8. Like one who binds a stone in a sling, so is he who gives honor to a fool. That makes no sense. A sling, you know, they would, you know, put the rock in there and shoom, And the sling, the stone is still in there. And it's like, it just ain't going anywhere. Well, what would that be like today? I was trying to figure out what that would be like. It'd be kind of like, you know, a baseball glove and taking a ball and duct taping the ball in there. I I got this from one of the Sox players, just to let everybody know. (laughs) What that doesn't make any sense. It's like, it's worthless. It doesn't help the situation at all. It's useless. It's a misuse of the glove. It's a misuse of the ball. It accomplishes absolutely nothing is what it does. That's like giving honor to a fool. It's senseless. It's a misuse of honor. And it accomplishes absolutely nothing. Don't waste honor on a fool. It accomplishes nothing. And it hurts them. And it hurts you. And it hurts other people. Why are fools dangerous? Next, their words are illogical. Say that with me. Their words are illogical. Proverbs 14, 7. Leave the presence of a fool or you will not discern words of knowledge. They are confusing. Fools are confusing. Fools don't make sense. That's why he says, leave the presence or leave the conversation of a fool. I had to do that a couple times this past week on social media. Surprise, surprise. Jesus taught us to practice the exact same thing. Matthew 7, 6 in the Sermon on the Mount. He said, you don't give what is holy to dogs and you don't throw pearls before swine or they will trample them under their feet and turn and tear you to pieces. You don't waste your breath on spiritual conversations with fools. Insincere unbelievers who are only looking for a fight. Exercise discernment. Don't waste your breath. Don't waste your time on fools. They're known as trolls. They're going to sow discord and they're going to post inflammatory comments and they're going to go off topic and they're going to provoke people to anger and then they're going to mock you, make fun of you, and make fun of your God. Don't waste your time. Don't waste your breath. Don't waste your energy getting into online arguments with fools. It is not worth it. Leave the presence of a fool. See, I walk my dog Scout around the yard. 
We take them out, put them on his, on his leash, and walk them around the yard. And there's rabbits in our yard. And the rabbits have enough sense to leave the presence of Scout. It would be unwise for them to engage in a conversation with my 100-pound Weimariner. Because Scout would trample and tear them to pieces. And he has tried. You don't engage a fool. They will trample and they will tear you to pieces. You put distance between you and them. Why? Because you have nothing to gain. Again, Proverbs 14, 7, it says, you will not discern words of knowledge. You're not going to gain anything from this conversation. You're only going to lose when you're in the presence of a fool. And and we're going to cover more of that next week as we deal with FaceTime with a fool and what to say and what not to say. Now, we need to be prepared, though, for each and every one of us to encounter fools. I want to highly recommend a book. It's hot off the press. 1678 is when it came out. It's called Pilgrim's Progress by John Bunyan. And if you're here today and you've never heard of that classic work, go get it. It's like the second selling book behind the Bible of all time. It's unbelievable, this classic work. Uh, It used to be taught in the public schools. It's an allegory and a story on the Christian life. In chapter 9, Christian and hopeful are going down a mountain along the highway to the celestial city. And a little below these mountains, it says, it lieth the country of conceit. And they met there a very brisk lad that came out of the country, and his name was Ignorance. You and I will run into him from time to time as well. His name is Ignorance. He's an ignorant fool, or she's an ignorant fool. And they are coming out of a place of conceit. They're filled with themselves. They're filled with pride. Do not stay long in their presence, or you will not discern words of knowledge. They will confuse us, and we will not grow in wisdom, and they will aggravate us, and we will grow in frustration. Which brings us to the final danger of the fool. Their aggravation is unbearable. Say that with me. Their aggravation is unbearable. Proverbs 27.3. A stone is heavy and the sand weighty. But the provocation of a fool is heavier than both of them. You ever have to move a big pile of rocks or a big pile of sand. I remember a huge thing of sand and rocks being delivered into my driveway. A friend and I, uh, Jay Richardson and I, were putting in a, in a patio. And man, I mean, scooping all that sand and wheelbarrowing it back and, fun, and going back and doing again and then doing all the rock. I mean, it's hard to maneuver that wheelbarrow and the wheels going flat. And I, I mean, it's tiresome and it's t- cumbersome and it's hard work and you're breaking a sweat and it's awkward and you're risking injury. You, you know, who really wants to move rocks and sand? Here's the better question. Who really wants to engage a fool? God's word says this is even worse. This is even harder. It's hard to move rock and sand. It's even harder to move a fool. It's better to be loaded down with rocks than to be loaded down with a fool. Fools are a pain to deal with. He says the provocation of a fool is heavier than both of them. Provocation means they just tick you off. 
They annoy you and they make you angry in their actions and their speech. It just, it just drives you crazy. It's what a fool does. They are experts in this game. That's what they're experts in. Okay? They land on you every single time and you can never catch a break in aggravation and they, you never make forward progress. And then when they land on you, they just love it. They just love it that they've aggravated you. They're unreasonable. They weigh you down. They make no sense. They listen to no advice. You can't argue with them. They, you, can't, you can't convince them. They are just frustrating. We saw last week a man named Nabal. Nabal means foolish in Hebrew. He was married to a very beautiful and a very wise woman named Abigail. Poor woman. When a wise woman is married to a foolish man. That's a sad marriage. Nabal was an extremely wealthy man. We're told in verse 3 of 1 Samuel 25 that he was harsh and he was evil. David sent 10 young men to visit Nabal and greet him in David's name. David is the son of the king. David is going to be the next king. David is the hero of the nation. He's the giant killer. Everybody knows David. Everybody loves David. Everybody respects David. And David sends his men with a peaceful greeting and a greeting of blessing. And and it's conveyed that David's men have cared for Nabal's shepherds in the field. They've taken care of this man and protected this man and protected his assets. And David just, just humbly asks for some help and some provision. We see the response of Nabal as he scorns David and scorns David's men. In 1 Samuel 25.10. Nabal answered David's servants and said, who is David? Like he didn't know who David was. And who is the son of Jesse? There are many servants today, each breaking away from his master. Shall I then take my bread and my water and my meat that I've slaughtered for my shearers? Like that guy did anything on his own. And give it to those whose origin I do not know. Like he doesn't know the origin of David. So David's young men retraced their way back. And they came and told us according to his word, these words. And David said to his men, Each of you gird on his sword. This man was about to die, is what was going to happen. I I want you to understand, David is a mighty warrior. It was said that David had killed tens of thousands, and this guy is scorning David. David is a battle-tested warrior with hundreds of armed, trained men under his command. I want you to understand who fools are. Fools pay no respect for authority. They don't respect authority in their life. Fools do not respect history. Fools, fools just do not respect kindness that has been shown to them. They disregard it. Fools don't calculate or see what is coming because of their disrespect. And they don't honor those who deserve honor. And and fools are selfish with what God has provided for them. They are not willing to share with anybody. And they'll make excuses for it too. And fools are full of themselves. They're full of pride. And only by the gracious hand and wisdom of this man's wife, Abigail, would he be spared. But ten days later, we're told in scripture that God strikes this man dead. He will fall, not by the sword of David, but by the hand of God. The dangers of the fool. What are they? Say them with me. Their actions are unpredictable. Their influence is harmful. 
Service is dreadful. Honor is irrational. Words are illogical. And aggravation is unbearable. May we be careful of fools. And may we not be one. If you've been prompted by this message and are in need of a new beginning or would like more information about Harvest New Beginnings, visit at harvest.church.